Hey, this is Micaiah from Great American Movie Review. I figured since I was somebody who likes to go see as many new releases as I'm able to do, and since we started this channel, I figured I'd start doing some solo little reviews for new release movies, starting with this weekend's release of Blue Beetle. I'll do these with Kyle if he ever wants to go see a new release movie, but that's not always his cup of tea to go see something right when it comes out. So we talked about it. and So I'm just going to do these solo, maybe with a special guest every once in a while, and maybe with Kyle every once in a while. But for this week, Kyle wasn't that interested in seeing Blue Beetle, so I went to it solo. This is going to be a shorter style review, not the full-length, hour-long kind of reviews that we've been doing. This is just going to be a completely non-spoiler, just brief thoughts about the movie. So with that out of the way, let's just get right into it. Blue Beetle comes at a strange time for the DC brand, as the last few projects from the former leadership trickled their way into theaters. Now DC has been set up as its own studio, with veteran comic book filmmaker James Gunn and producer Peter Safran as co-studio heads. The DC Extended Universe, as it was formerly called, never quite took off the way the studio wanted it to, despite having 14 films and a significant presence in pop culture over the last decade. With that comes a major shift in the state of DC films, as they intend to wipe the slate clean and start fresh at least mostly. It's a little confusing the what they're doing with it, but we'll know more once they actually start with those movies, because right now, like I said, we're still in this kind of weird limbo. But this kind of makes the final group of releases that they've had this last year since announcing this shift with Shazam, Fury of the Gods, The Flash, Blue Beetle and the still upcoming Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom feel somewhat orphaned as their interconnected universe films just kind of sputters out. This as well as a loss of faith in the brand because it's just been very inconsistent with its quality, unfortunately, has resulted in every single one of these films becoming financial disasters, at least the ones that have come out since the announcement. Not that they were doing great before then either. Blue Beetle may still stand a chance of profitability thanks to the fact that it was originally designed as a straight-to-streaming release and therefore has a somewhat scaled-back budget comparatively. For reference, The Flash had a $300 million budget and Blue Beetle has a 100-ish million dollar budget, so it, there's a little bit of wiggle room. If it bombs the same level as The Flash, then it's not as big of a loss still. And especially since it was going to make zero money when it was released to streaming, if that were to have happened that way, uh, whatever they make on this is profitable comparatively to nothing that they were going to get. So whether or not this actually becomes profitable, I think is largely going to depend on if the movie is actually good enough to find an audience. Because at the end of the day, that's what really matters more than any cinematic universe connections. So the way I see it is that if you're somebody who is over... The whole superhero thing that's kind of dominated theaters for the last 20 years. This movie isn't going to change your mind. But on the other hand, if you're someone who still loves going to see these kinds of movies in theaters whenever they come out, then this it's also not going to change your mind. The film follows Jaime Reyes after he gets home from college only to find out that his family will be losing their home due to steep payment increases that they're unable to meet. And so Jaime then has to go and he trying to find a job so he's able to help out and in doing so he kind of runs across this crazy alien technology that has a mind of its own called the scarab and it ends up bonding itself to him and this transforms him into a super-powered individual 
it's pretty standard superhero kind of setup stuff, but I think the movie's greatest strength lies in the cast and its cultural representation. The main stars played by Zolo Maradueña, pardon me if I mess up any of these pronunciations. He's one of the main kids in Cobra Kai, and I think he's always been good in that show in kind of the context of what that show is. And I think that in this, he's extremely charismatic and he's totally up to the task of carrying a film like this. The movie also puts a big emphasis on the his family, the Reyes family, as an extremely tight-knit unit. And that is kind of the film's most unique quality. As a point of comparison, I think that the Miss Marvel series on Disney Plus the way that they had their family dynamics and cultural representation is similar here. And in both cases, it's just kind of a refreshing thing to see within the superhero genre. And frankly, major studio films and filmmaking just in general, it's refreshing to have a different cultural background for these characters than what we're so used to seeing in so many of these things. There's just a fantastic cast of Latino actors in this in general. Uh, a couple of the standouts for me were Damien Alcazar, he brings a nice emotional kind of... The real only emotional through line of the movie comes from him. And then George Lopez is, is has a very amusing performance as his very conspiratorial uncle. And those two really stand out for me, although the rest of the cast is great, as well his sister and his grandma and his mother. So that's kind of the... Like I said, that's really the greatest strength of the movie is it's cast and its representation is just something that kind of makes it stand out from a lot of the other movies like this. But I will say, on the other side of that, the movie's greatest weaknesses are the things that make it feel so familiar. Unfortunately, Blue Beetle never breaks the mold in any significant way when it comes to its story. From an evil tech billionaire to the standard hero's journey and everything, really, every beat in the film feels not just tired, but exhausting. The most apt comparison, I think, would be Sam Raimi's 2003 Spider-Man film, which is a film that hits most of the exact same kinds of beat, but Raimi really understood the sensibilities of adapting a comic book story such as this, when to go big and stylish, and when to reel it back and let it be just human. Despite its conventional design, Raimi's film felt like it was spinning plates. It was always had all of these dynamics going, and they all kind of worked together to make the movie really exciting. In Blue Beetle, outside of one well-done scene involving what is effectively a police raid, I never felt once a moment of suspense, which made the entire third act in particular painfully uninteresting. Throughout the film, there's actually some pretty solid action, but I never cared enough about the stakes to get invested in it. Similarly, there are some emotional moments the film goes for in the later parts, but the presentation is so conventional that I was really just hoping to just move on because it wasn't grabbing me. It was way too late in the movie at that point to try to throw those things at you when it just didn't have that kind of hook in it earlier on. It doesn't help that the film has perhaps the most boring villain I've seen in some time with the Victoria Cord character. Even though she's played by the great Susan Sarandon, the character is just so one-dimensional and dull and just a cliche. It's just not a great villain character, which is unfortunate because in movies like this, I feel like the villain carries a lot of weight. And there are plenty of Marvel movies, and I get the, the approach that they have on that side of things is build your heroes up, and sometimes the villain will take a backseat in that kind of way. But there's a difference between a villain kind of taking a backseat and it being the most generic thing you've ever seen. <laughs> there are some interesting points that they bring up in the movie, and I'm glad they did. 
uh, which about class and cultural struggles, which is interesting. Like there's points where she's saying his name wrong and he's correcting the person at the desk and just stuff like that. They're also their housing situation, the increase in their payments that they have to make that they can't make. And that's kind of what sets in motion all of the happenings in the film. I liked that those elements were in the film and discussed and it was honest, but it was also so surface level that it didn't really go any, like it, it's important to the movie that that conversation is there, but it's not something that holds the movie above any of its contemporaries thematically. There's even a throwaway line about Susan Strandon's character implying that she got passed up for the CEO position by her business partner because of sexism, which is fine, but it's just such a throwaway line, and it might be the only piece of character development she gets through the entire movie, and she's not even involved in that scene at all. It's just extremely basic and unfortunate. So for me, ultimately, Blue Beetle, it's just, it's a mixed bag, and unfortunately I'm not one that I can really recommend. Some great representation is sadly lost in this overly generic, awkward stepchild of a dying franchise. James Gunn seems to have implied that the Blue Beetle character will continue in his rebooted universe, and the movie has mercifully few connections to the other films of the DCEU. So there is some wiggle room. Maybe another shout at it will correct the mistakes made here and let its better side shine a bit more. As it stands, if this is it for the character, then I'm sorry that he wasn't in a more memorable film. But I won't miss this era of DC, despite the handful of films I really did enjoy from it, like The Suicide Squad. I even liked The Flash, which might be some controversial, but I also liked Man of Steel back when that came out. I thought it was a promising start, despite the fact that I had issues with it. But yeah, unfortunately... I just have not enjoyed the DCEU that much, and while there's still one more to go, it's just, it kind of feels completely done at this point, and I already don't miss it, so I'm excited to see it move forward and evolve into something else entirely, because I'm just, like I said, with this movie, despite many good qualities that it does have, I just found myself exhausted and waiting for the credits to roll by the end of it. But never a bad time to go to the theater. Not for me. That's like a spa day for me. So even when I ended up not liking a movie that much like this one, I still loved getting out and going to the theater. So that'll do it for the first of these little mini reviews for new release movies. If you have any thoughts on this, this format that I'm doing, if you prefer if I did a more casual kind of video out of theater kind of review, I know that's popular with people nowadays, but if you have any thoughts on it, just let me know because I'd love your input and I'd love to see how this evolves. But thanks for tuning in and checking out my review for Blue Beetle. I'll keep making more of these, so if you like it, yeah, just keep checking it out. And we'll keep having our main episodes every Thursday.